Hello and welcome to 9 to 5 Fitness, a podcast about how to incorporate a healthy lifestyle into a 9 to 5 work week. Presented by Sunny Health and Fitness. And this episode is brought to you by the Sunny Health and Fitness 2-in-1 Folding Rowing Exercise Bike. I'm your host, resident fitness expert, Matt. And I'm Chris, your everyday 9-to-5-er. Hey, Matt, I have some disturbing news. Oh, well, that's unusual. Yeah, usually it's all fun and lighthearted in here, but unfortunately I've discovered that uh, our water supply is pretty messed up right now. Um, Apparently it's filled with this chemical known as dihydrogen monoxide. It's known as hydroxyl acid and is a major component of acid rain. It contributes to the greenhouse effect. It can cause severe burns and blistering, and it contributes to the erosion of natural landscapes. Oh my gosh, it keeps going on and on and on. It's been known to cause electrical failures, decreased effectiveness of automobile brakes, and has been found inside excised tumors of terminal cancer patients. Like, what the heck is this? And why is it in the water? sounds terrible. It sounds horrifying. It's also known as DHMO, and it's also known as water. Okay. H2O. So, <laughs> if I didn't have any background on this information, I would have, <laughs> I would have might have, might have been a lot more concerned. But since you said dihydrogen monoxide, it's two hydrogen, and I basically one understood oxygen. what that meant, I was like, okay, let's hear about how terrible water is. Yeah, it's absolutely horrible. We're gonna, you know, that if you inhale it, you can die. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was, that was fun. Thank you for sharing that information. Oh, it was great. It was um, fun. I love reading this stuff. <laughs> so I guess that was a fun way of introducing our topic today. Yeah, that's when you get to let me take over. you got to be careful with that. You, know, you never know what kind of weirdness is going to come out of this mouth. So <laughs> if we're talking about water or water. dihydrogen monoxide ox, oxide, oxide. or H2O, um, water, right? I mean, it's important. We need it. You have you have you ever gone a long time without water? Oh yeah, it's absolutely horrible. It's absolutely terrible. And then I go and I'm like, okay, I need some water. I drink some water. About two glasses later, I'm like, wow, I'm bored of this. So we all know pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so we all pretty much know what happens when we don't get water, right? Yeah, get thirsty. Well, I mean, in an extreme case, obviously, your body would cease function if you didn't have enough water. It really would. So it is that important. Um, some other bad things that can happen if you're not consuming enough water uh, you can feel like your energy levels go down you can feel really tired uh, you can get cramps right a lot of people don't know where cramps come from well you might just be dehydrated you might not be drinking enough water um, in severe cases if you've been exerting yourself for quite a bit um, you can get heat stroke you can get brain swelling you can get seizures your organs can start to fail so Um, Those are all wonderful signs that your body is telling you, hey, you need to drink more water. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been there. Dehydration is fun. It's a serious, painful thing. Um, But also, all of these things are good things to happen because if they didn't happen, uh, your body would just stop working. Mm -hmm. So these are kind of like serious indicators that your body tells you, hey, uh, you need to start drinking some water because if we don't get enough water, we're just not going to live. Got a short story for you. Cool. Let's, let's hear it. Four years ago, 
okay? It was about 110, 115, somewhere between 110, 115. Okay, it was a really, really hot day. And I was working in a theme park, like you do when you live in California. (laughs) And I'm walking between one land to another land, and then from that land to another land, in a big old triangle repeatedly, and all of a sudden I got really dizzy. Got really dizzy, and then I got really nauseous. And then I couldn't walk, and then I got vertigo, which is actually a condition I do have. And it was getting so bad to the point that my uh, superiors got a little worried, so they sat me down. Nothing doing. Had some water, nothing doing. Tried to eat, got sick, nothing doing. They sent me to the hospital, and I ended up with a big ol' IV in my arm because I was dehydrated. Literally all that because I just needed water. Yep. It's sneaky sometimes, especially since we can get real busy and we just forget about drinking, and all of a sudden we feel terrible. We're like, what's happening? I'm dying. I haven't drank water all day. (laughs) So the good thing about our bodies is there is a thirst mechanism. So if you don't start to feel all of those issues, like I previously mentioned, lack of energy, cramping, uh, and definitely some of those more serious uh, symptoms that you could be having, uh, the thirst mechanism is real. So obviously everybody gets thirsty. Um, That's the body's way of protecting you from becoming dehydrated. Um, Since your body is made up of 60% water, uh, it is a very critical element uh, that you need every day in order to function properly. Um, Some things that affect how much water uh, you could be consuming, uh, obviously environmental conditions, right? So like you said, you were outside, you were working, it was really hot, you were walking around, and you didn't observe that you were dehydrated or these things were happening until it was too late. Oh, yeah. So that does, that does come into play, the environmental conditions for sure. Your activity level, if you're doing something that's really strenuous, you sweat a lot, you're losing a lot of water. You're wearing too much clothes in the summer. <laughs> um, so all those things can affect <laughs> your body's hydration level. So um, you need to make sure that you're aware of that as well. How big you are, your age, your health, um, your food intake, and just even as much as 2% loss of fluid within your body, which is a relative uh, amount or it's not a very large amount of, of sweat loss, uh, can, can significantly decrease your performance if you're participating in, a, in an activity. So um, if you are somebody who's regularly exercising, just know uh, that while you can exercise and not drink water, your performance is going to be significantly uh, lowered. So You can be dehydrated while you swim. Yes, you can definitely be dehydrated while you swim because you still sweat even though you don't feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I felt this pretty hardcore during uh, the marathon uh, that I completed recently. Um, and my <laughs> strategy, because I do know that I sweat a lot, I perspire a lot, um, and I'm not a small person. Um, so I knew that I had to consume basically as much water as I could get my hands on because it was thankfully not a hot day. Uh, that day, but it doesn't matter. I can sweat if it's, you know, 60 degrees. Um, So that was something really critical that I had to pay close attention to. Um, Number one, because I wanted to make sure I could perform well during the marathon, but at the same time, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't reaching a level to where I felt like I was becoming dehydrated. So um, definitely make sure that you are, if you are somebody that is exercising, that you're taking the necessary precautions to make sure that you're drinking water throughout the day, uh, but that you're also drinking more water if you anticipate that your environment uh, and the intensity intensity of uh, the way you're exerting yourself is going to increase. 
Um, so yeah, that, drink water even if you're not exercising because quite frankly all this talk about water is making me thirsty yeah I mean you need it <laughs> it's just like it's just like food uh, it doesn't matter if you're sitting down all day if you're you know running marathons every day you still you still need it mm-hmm. um, now that being said there's there's a little bit of confusion on kind of what the general recommendation is for consuming water um, many of you may have heard that the general recommendation is uh, half your body weight. Uh, in ounces. Hmm. Have you ever heard of that one before? I haven't heard that one. Okay. so I did hear about the woman who uh, drowned herself by drinking too much water. That's true. Yeah. Um, you can drown yourself internally with too much water. That For a true. game system. For a game system. It's totally worth it, I guess. <laughs> no, not worth it. Not worth yeah, it. Don't I, do it. Don't do yeah. it. <laughs> I don't really want to expand too much on the process of that. But yes, di- drinking, drinking too much water can be life-threatening. So I would yeah. definitely... Definitely not participate <laughs> in any challenges that require you to drink obscene amounts of liquid of any kind. Oh, my kind. gosh. That just sounds um, horrible. But, yeah, in terms of the general recommendation, that's been thrown around a lot. And it's it's fine, I guess, from a basic recommendation, half your body weight in ounces. So, like, for me, if I'm 200 pounds, uh, that would be about 100 ounces of water. But, um, like everything, that's a basic general recommendation. It's not necessarily the most accurate. So... Um, there are a few organizations. Um, we'll provide links to these various websites where you can find anything from, you know, answering your question on if you're drinking enough water, um, you know, what what kind of uh, effect does hydration have on your performance. So we've provided a lot of links for you um, so that you can look at a little bit more specifics in terms of hydration levels. We are going to go over quickly um, a chart that's going to break down kind of how much recommend recommended recommend. Uh, I can't say that word right now. Recommended. How much the waters. recommended <laughs> water Sorry, intake I should help be, <laughs> depending on um, kind of your current life stage. So, uh, according to the National Academy of Medicine, individual water requirements can vary greatly on a day-to-day basis uh, because of activity levels, because of climates, because of what you eat, because there is water in the food that you eat. Um, and they also say that because of this, there is no single daily water requirement for a given person. So like the whole eight glasses of water, six glasses yep. of water thing? Yep. <gasps> yep. Eight glasses no of water idea. per day. I'm sorry. Eight glasses of eight ounces of water per yeah, day. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be a little specific. And there. the half your body weight of ounces uh, for water. Those are very weak recommendations in I mean, terms I of guess proper it hydration gives levels. People, uh, it gives you something to shoot for, right? But it's yeah. not necessarily going to get you to where you need to I be. I never hit it, which is probably why I end up dehydrated so often. Yep. I'm terrible. Don't ask me for advice, people. <laughs> I'm a horrible person when it comes to health advice. So, so that's just uh, a brief little snippet from the National Academy of Medicine. The European Food and Safety Authority also reported um, that a single water intake can... S- that stated that single water intake cannot meet the needs for everyone um, in any population group because the individual needs of water is related to how much you eat um, and then how much your body excretes and eliminates, uh, how much water loss you're experiencing, and then also, again, dependent on your activity level. So um, it's a pretty well-known consensus that you can't really put a singular label on water requirements across the board because it does vary so much. I'm glad we have you here. I would never have known that. I would never <laughs> have known that, because, you know, but who researches hard. water other than just to find out weird stories? <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, you need it, right? It's just like food. Totally. We all eat, we all drink, but it's good to kind of know how 
we eat or how yeah, we drink no, and totally. how it affects us. Yeah, no, totally. It's very interesting to know. Um, so let's go over the chart real quick just so we can give you some concrete yes. numbers on the basic recommendations that these two organizations put together. Um, so if you're concerned about your hydration levels, if you want to make sure that you're getting enough based off of your life stage, this is basically going to be separated into um, your age group. So it's based off of your age let's group and whether let's or not, um, or men and women. So, because uh, it can vary a little bit depending on if, uh, if, if, depending on the gender. Yeah. So let's start with um, infants, so babies. They, it need, is they need water, right? Babies, yeah, yeah, they, of course they do. I know that um, most uh, babies are recommended to drink breast milk because it has the nutrients in it, but I know that formula babies, they do recommend water on them. Yeah, so via, via milk, <laughs> yeah, I mean, milk's made from, I mean, it's water, right? It has yeah. nutrients in it as well. Uh, it's kind of like super-powered water. But, super water. Um, Infants, all the way up to about one year old, uh, need about 24, 25 ounces of water. Mm -hmm. So not a lot, but for a small child, that's that's significant. Um, for children, for between ages of, let's say, 2 to 18, um, across the board, most of them will need anywhere between, say, 45 ounces of water to roughly 75 ounces of water anywhere from being a child to a teenager. So just across the board um, for both boys and girls. Uh, I think that I'll, I think that goes up to about 85 ounces of water. So 45 to 85 ounces of water per so day <laughs> for children and teenagers across the board, boys and girls. So um, if you do look at that chart, we did provide a link for it so you can kind of break it down a little bit more specific. If you have um, a son or daughter who's you know, between the ages of 1 and 18, you can look at the specific recommendations for the baseline level of water that they should be consuming. Um, so let's go ahead and look at men and women. The recommendation for men kind of varies a little bit depending on which, uh, which organization you're looking at. I always recommend that individuals consume more water than they think because odds are you're probably not drinking as much as you think. Um, so it's kind of the opposite of food, right? We always think, oh, I'm not eating that much food. And then we add up our calories and it's yeah. like, whoa, where did that come from? <laughs> it's the opposite of water. Yeah. Right? We think we're drinking a lot of water, but we might not be drinking as much as I we think, think it comes down to taste. For water? Yeah. Not a lot of people like the fact that water isn't really that flavorful. And that's why we the have flavor, so many juices. The flavor of water? And the flavor of water. Yes. <laughs> it's so pure. But it's not lemonade. <laughs> no, seriously, though. I think a lot of people have gotten used to the uh, sweetened beverages that water has become kind of e e not as desirable for some people, which will eventually lead to dehydration. I have seen yeah, this happen Yeah, until to it becomes desirable, and then your body's like, I need I it. I need it. Give me water. Yep, yeah. <laughs> So men and women need roughly around 90 to 125 ounces of water per day. So remember, if we go back to the whole eight cups of eight ounces of water, that's 64 ounces of water per day, which is really, really low compared to these Whoa. numbers. Yep. Okay. That's the reason I'm getting dehydrated. That makes sense. <laughs> okay. So it's, that doesn't mean that, you know, if you're drinking 64 ounces of water and following that rule, you could be getting enough water depending on what other sources you're getting it from. So if you're consuming a lot of fruits, if you're consuming a lot of, uh, of those types of foods that have high water content, then yeah, you're getting water from those sources as well. So 
Um, just keep that in mind that if you're somebody who is following those uh, general recommendations, uh, it's probably uh, a good idea to look a little bit closer at it and increase your water, just your general water intake a little bit more because the general recommendations are a little bit higher than the eight by eight ounces of water and also the half your body weight. That's a little bit closer to what you should generally be getting, but it's still on the lower end. Gotcha. Unfortunately. And so we should probably go a little further in about how our body loses the water. Yeah, let's talk about it real quick because that does affect um, your exercise performance. So um, you do excrete it, right? Kind of <laughs> a fun word to say, uh, but you do excrete it through sweat uh, and eliminating fluid, right? So. Your body does that in a few different ways. It Sweat and out. excretion. <laughs> get out. Uh, <laughs> so no because, because of those two things, it's important that if you are increasing your sweat, if your body is eliminating water at a more rapid rate, you have to increase the amount of water that you're, that you're drinking. So if you are going to be somebody that anticipates that you could be sweating a lot or you're participating in exercise that's going to last for a while, make sure that you are increasing the amount of water that you intake preferably in the hours before you participate in that activity. So if you're gonna exercise you know, after work, make sure that you're drinking um, a little bit more water, about 15 to 20 ounces uh, before you start to exercise, just to make sure that your body has enough water, that you are hydrated so you can perform optimally during your exercise. And so you're not, also, so you're not making sure that that dehydration is coming on quicker because- Yeah, I'm definitely feeling thirsty now. Because if you are, if you are dehydrated, <laughs> if you are dehydrated and you generally don't drink enough water throughout the day and you start to exercise, it's only going to speed up the process and you're not going to feel very good. No, so not at all. Critical to make sure that if you are going to start exercising on a regular basis, you must start increasing your fluid intake for sure. Um, not only before, but also afterwards. So after you should drink about 20 to 24 ounces of water for every pound that you've lost because any weight that you lose after exercise is from sweat. Ooh. Or from body fluid elimination. So make sure that if you are somebody who's participating in long-term events, if you're outside a lot, if you just did an hour of cardio and you sweat a ton, Make sure that you're avoiding those dehydration effects by increasing the amount of water you drink after exercise, preferably around 20 ounces of water per every pound of weight that you lost. So the only way that you would know that is if you actually weighed yourself before and after those events. Nah, I don't want the disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, the kidding, goal, I'm kidding, because now that I think about it. Yeah, the last point. Um, you know, there's been a lot of talk on whether or not you should drink this or that compared to what hydrates you the best. Um, fluids, any in general, any fluid is going to give you a hydration benefit. So yes, water is kind of the best source. Um, don't want to probably drink alcohol as your hydration uh, method of choice. But tea is okay. But tea, coffee, <gasps> juices. Ha! Take that, husband. Milk. <laughs> Any of those sources are going to provide you a hydration effect. So um, I can drink my Yes, tea. water is the best uh, in terms of just it's pure, it's what your body needs, but you can drink other sources and still become hydrated from them. That's awesome. Um, so go ahead and check out um, that table. We'll provide the link for you so you can look at uh, specifically where you fall in terms of your age category and get a better recommendation for how much water you should be drinking on an everyday basis.
Okay, so should we start the wrap up on this? Yeah, I think that's all I got today. That's all we got? For dihydrogen mono oxide. oxide. Yeah, totally. I need water. (laughs) All right, let's do this. (laughs) This episode is sponsored by the Sunny Health and Fitness 2-in-1 Folding Rowing Exercise Bike. Increase your calorie burning potential with the unique ergonomic rowing handles that let you use multi-grips to target muscles in your back, arms, and shoulders while you ride. We want to thank you for joining us here at 9to5Fitness and hope you enjoy the show and learn something new and useful to help you on your journey to a healthy lifestyle. If you want to learn more about this topic and other useful fitness tips, check out our show notes or you can visit us at sunnyhealthfitness.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and, uh, you know, come on back. And next time when we discuss... I think we're going to do motivation episode number two. Oh, that's right, because our other motivation episode on Apple Podcasts got a lot of uh, interest. Yeah, so we're going to dive into some other strategies. Strategies, I like that. Increase your motivation. Awesome, let's do that. And uh, when you guys get a chance to, give us a rating. We could use that. What do you think? Yes, please rate us. (laughs) All right, see you guys next time.